You're waking up with Chris Lawrence. Aloha and welcome to the Chris Cast. My name's Chris Lawrence. Thanks for hitting play. Thanks for checking it out, yo. I said, welcome to the Chris Cast. You're going to have fun. You're going to get paid. Shit is free, so I ask you to stay. Welcome to the Chris Cast. Well, they got weird quick. Today, what's your crack? Let me explain. What are you addicted to? We're not going into the heavy stuff. We're not going to do the the B's and the D's, if you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we're going to keep it on the lighter tips-ish. I have two addictions. And one of them is taking over my life. And I'm only kind of kidding. Yeah. And uh, I thought it would be poignant at this juncture to uh, to discuss it. What's your crack? What are you addicted to? I think everybody's addicted to something. Right? So I'm going to show you mine if you show me yours. All right? <laughs> Not like that. Get your head out of the gutter, you perv. You ready? All right. It's coming up next on the Chris Cast. What's your crack? And by that, I mean, what are you addicted to? I think we're all addicted to something. I think we live in a world where we have a lot more options than our parents did, right? I mean, we, we really, there's so much available to us. And again, we are keeping this on the lighter tip today. We're not going to you know, delve into the, the darker side of addictions and, and, and what's your crack. And I hope it's not, like actual crack. Um, and if it is, that's, this isn't the place because I'm not, you know, qualified. Well, for anything really, but especially to uh, deal with that topic. So we're going to stay away from, you know, drugs, booze, and that sort of thing and, and keep it on the letter tip, as I mentioned. So if you're being really honest with yourself, what can you not do without, right? Maybe it's food. Maybe there's some, maybe it's a specific food, right? We'll get into that in a sec. Maybe it's, uh, maybe it's money. Ooh, yeah. Maybe it's fitness, you know, maybe you're addicted to your to your body. I know I'm addicted to your... No, I'm just kidding. Maybe it is fame, success. A lot of people addicted to fame and success. Maybe you're addicted to something and you don't even know that you're addicted to it or you haven't acknowledged or, you know, processed the fact, oh, wow, I'm addicted to that. You know, let's go back to food. Maybe you're addicted to cheesies. And the reason I bring it up is I when I think about food, I think about trigger foods for me and I've realized that Cheeto Puffs... My wife buys them. She initially was the one that said, oh, I like the puffy ones. And I was like, no, I like the crunchy ones. No, she was right. I'm fully addicted to the Cheeto puffs. You know what I'm talking about? The ones that aren't even like, they're just chemicals. Have you ever lit one of those things on fire, by the way? <laughs> Don't do it. I'm not suggesting you do it. it. I did it when I was a kid. It was weird. I think it was just like a blue flame. Ah, blue flames. Totally different topic. I really do have to say, Chris, put down the bag. Back away from the bag. A lot, I think a lot of people have food addictions, you know, obviously to varying degrees. Some people are able to step away from it. I think if I was able to or allowed myself to eat French fries every day, I would. I would say that if there's one food addiction for me, it would definitely be French fries. So what, what about you? Maybe you're addicted to your career, right? Maybe you're addicted to money. When you don't have any money, it's pretty easy to be addicted to money or addicted to wanting money, right? Or maybe you have money and you're, you know, very wealthy. And if you are, bravo. Bravo. Can I get some? And maybe you're addicted to making more money, right? I think I think that's probably pretty common for people who are, you know, really, I'm talking really, really wealthy. You know, I'm not talking middle class or upper, upper middle class. I'm talking people who are just filthy rich. I think once you're that rich, I want to say that people who are that rich are probably pretty obsessed with money and pretty, you know, pretty addicted to having it. And if they lost it, it would be the end of the world. They wouldn't know how to operate on, you know, 
a slim budget. So is that you? And if it is, we should be friends. Maybe we should go for coffee (laughs) and I can find out where you got all that money, yo. Maybe you're addicted to fame. Now, I'm going to bring up my addictions coming up in a bit. And uh, the reason I do it is maybe you'll be able to relate. And I have a feeling a lot of you will be able to relate. So that's why we're uh, we're talking about it today. So back to the fame thing. Uh, I work as an actor and a voice actor and a radio host. Uh, and now a podcaster, apparently. <laughs> I didn't say I was good at it. I just said that I'm working at it. And so in the acting realm, I would say that a lot of my friends in Los Angeles and in Vancouver, Canada, I would say that uh, a lot of them are, are addicted to fame or the prospect of fame. And I think if you ask them, I don't think you'd necessarily get that answer. I think you'd get, oh, I don't want to be famous. I'm a working actor, which is where I honestly would put myself now, you know, although not working so much as actor in the last little while, a little, little bit of a slump. No, I'm not slumping. I'm P-mulsing. I'm opposite slumping. But Back in the day when I was first starting out, I, I never consciously said, oh, I want to be famous. But I, I think subconsciously, I definitely wanted to be famous. I know it's a little sad now that I look back at it, but that's okay. I think it's human nature. That said, I would say that a lot of actors that I've worked with, present and past, are addicted to the potential of fame or some of them are famous. And I'm not going to name names of friends that are famous because that would be, well, be kind of gross. But yeah, I think that they are definitely addicted to whatever level of fame. Some of them, you know, have minimal, they're recognizable, and some of them are, you know, people that you're watching regularly. I think it's intoxicating. I think it's, in and of itself, I think it's a bit of a drug for these people, uh, for celebrities and, and actors. Well, not, not celebrities. I don't have friends that are celebrities. I have friends that are actors that are famous. So we'll leave the celebrity part of it out of it. Um, yeah, I think it's I think it's pretty intoxicating for them, and I think uh, you know obviously there's some there's some downsides to it, but I think it's only the, the downside only comes in when you're like super famous and can't go anywhere. And even in this day and age, I think people are you know backing away from from really famous people. They don't want to bother them. So would you want to be famous? Uh, I certainly would not. I'm very private. You know, I like performing. I like uh, I like being a performer. But ugh, God, fame to me would be like it's like getting a root canal. Are you kidding? Ugh. You don't want people staring at you all the time? Gross. Okay, let's talk about status because status for a lot of people is the crack. It might be status within your given profession. It might be status within your peer group. It might be status within your community. And I don't think it matters where that community is. I think that's a, a global phenomenon. It's a global theme, right? Status within the community, whether you're in Asia, Nehoma, you know, here in North America or in Europe. And if you're listening in Europe, hey, what's up? Can you for an Öltak? That means, can you buy me a beer in Swedish? So talented. Yeah, I think status for a lot of people. I have a lot of friends, uh, but they have, you know, let's what we would regard as high-level professions. And I think that, you know, a lot of them maybe initially sought out these professions for the status. Obviously, they want the money, right? But I think a lot of people are, you know, their crack is their status. It's like, oh... He's a dentist. Oh, she's a dentist. Oh, they're a doctor. Oh, I remember when I was buying my house, my realtor said, oh, and that person's a doctor. And she said it with such a flourish that I was like, yeah, and (laughs) I don't care. I don't care if he's a janitor. I really don't. Is he a cool person? (laughs) And I think I actually said that. I'm like, oh, great. Are they nice? Like, that's kind of more important. But for a lot of people, my realtor included, that was the more important thing. Not, you know, 
not James is a really nice person or Sally is, you know, is such a fun person to, to talk to. Oh, and she happens to be a dentist. No, it was, it was oh, no, they're a doctor. Or, oh, no, no, no. Uh, you know, Samantha's a lawyer. Great. <laughs> Who cares? I, and, and then it made me think, you know, are people saying, oh, and Chris is a radio host and an actor. Who cares? Is he a good dude? And they'd be like, no, he's a dick. <laughs> Just kidding. Actually, not really. So what is your crack? I'm going to share mine with you. First and foremost, we're not really going to get into it that much, but my addiction is my career. That's kind of a secondary one, but I'm very, I've always been very focused on my career. Uh, you'd never know it by the outcome, but yeah, I've always been very focused on it and I enjoy it. So I would say it's a very, it's a mild, it's a mild crack. It's my mild addiction, but my real addiction, it's probably going to come as no surprise because I know a lot of you are going to be able to relate and I'll tell you next week on the Chris cast. No, I'm just kidding. My, my real crack, my real addiction is my phone. Yeah, I know. Shocker, right? Dun, dun, dun. I can't put it down. And it's, I will say this, it's gotten worse. And it's gotten worse over the last two months. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a busy guy. I do, you know, a fair few things. I'm addicted to my phone and I, I look at it constantly, constantly. And it's to the point, it's kind of funny and I can joke about it. On Sunday the other day, I told myself, okay, you're turning your phone off and you're putting it down. And I don't know, you know, I do a lot of things. I don't know why. It's become a nervous tick. I was out with a buddy for a, a beer the other night watching the Red Sox and the and the Dodgers. And I was looking at my phone and, you know, we were talking nonstop. And the minute we weren't talking, I was looking at my phone. It's a natural tick. What's happening to me? And I'm sure you can relate. I know a lot of us can relate. My son, when we're watching a movie or, you know, TV show or whatever, he's on his phone as he's watching. I have a friend who does that as well. A friend in Hawaii, when we're watching TV and just hanging out, whatever, she's scrolling through her phone. I'm like, don't you want to watch this show? I I don't do that. I don't do that. But any free moment that I'm not doing something, I'm on my phone. So let me ask you this. What were people doing with all their time back in the day when they didn't have a phone to scroll through? What were they doing? Seriously, I'm asking. And the only thing I can come up with is, they probably were drinking a lot of tea, at least my family was, they're Scottish, and coffee, and they were talking. Yeah, talking. Think about the younger generation. We'll use my son's generation. He's 16. They're all on their phones. Are they talking? When they're at school or when they're hanging out, you know, if they're in the car, well, God forbid, you know, the driver's on his phone, hopefully not, but are they talking or are they on their phones all the time? I mean, we know they're on their phones all the time, but are they conversing with one another? I hope so. If you think about it, I feel like the younger generations are kind of missing out. Not kind of missing out. They're really missing out. So anyway, that is my addiction. Uh, and it's I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work on it. Uh, but it's kind of a real one in the sense I can joke about it, as I said. But I need to stop checking it. And I'm not really sure why I'm checking it. And, it, and I feel like the more I check it, it's giving me anxiety. I'm sure you can relate to that. Because we, we're not a big video game family. Back in the day, we had a Wii. And my son has since sold it. He, you know, he's a musician. He plays a lot of drums and he's a filmmaker. He makes films and, and that sort of thing. So he's a very creative person. So we only had the one video game. And I would find when I would play Super Mario with him or whatever, I would get such anxiety when I was playing the video game. It was a little bit fun and I, and I felt the enjoyment. I felt way more anxiety and frustration. And my thumbs got really sore because I was pushing so hard. And I had to put it down. I kind of feel that way now with my phone. Yeah. It's like I'm I'm looking for something on my phone. I don't know what I'm looking for. <laughs> like, I, like seriously, I don't like. I'm like, what am I trying to get out of this? It's like I'm. It's like I'm looking for dopamine. I'm looking for that release of like, ah, oh, there it is. I don't know what that is. <laughs> Likes on an Instagram post, maybe. If I'm being truly transparent, maybe that's it. It's like you're trying to fill a void. 
You know, like I said, it's like you're looking for that dopamine. You're looking for that, ah, there it is, that rush of something of what? I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. I'm not a psychologist, but I would say this, that the addiction is real and I need to take steps. And I'm sure I'm not, I know I'm not alone. You see people everywhere on their phones. You know, they're on a date with their you know spouse or partner or whatever, having coffee, the coffee shop. And they're not talking to each other. They're just on their phones. My wife and I don't do that at all. We, you know, I mean, we'll check our phone, but we put it down. And that's the other thing, right? Like you go for, you know, with a friend or something and they, they're looking at their phone. I, I refuse to do that if, you know, if you're just having a coffee for an hour. It's like, put the phone down, man. You can't, that's not how you, how you interact with people. So what is your crack? Do you know what it is? Do you care? If you haven't identified it, maybe it's time to identify it. And, uh, and maybe you need help. I'm kidding. You probably don't need help because once you identify it, then you can kind of go, okay, maybe I need to, I need to back this shiz up. So here's my question. Is it changeable? But where does it start? I guess. Are we pre-programmed? Where, how does it develop? I have two friends. This is kind of shocking. Both of them, uh, their crack is renovations. Yeah. They're constantly doing home improvements. They both, they don't even know each other, (laughs) but they're two peas in a pod. I have another friend whose crack is selfies. And hey, I'm no stranger to a, to what I call taking a lonely, but she could go in the lonely selfie hall of fame and it would be good. She'd love it because it would just be a hall with all of her photos of herself. You know, these are kind of mild addictions. Are they hurting us? You know, the fact that I can't put my phone down, is that hurting me? I got to say that it is because it, it does give me some anxiety. I don't think my friend who's, who her crack is taking selfies. I don't think that's necessarily hurting her. I think she's just <laughs> really enjoying the process. We'll leave it at that. My friends whose crack is home renovations. I don't think that's the only thing. The only thing that's hurting is their wallet because they're constantly spending money, you know, to upgrade the house and and even when it doesn't necessarily need it. Where does it stem from? Are we pre-programmed? Is it in our DNA? If we make the decision, even though these are you know kind of jokey jokey crack addictions, you know, can we walk away from them? Like, can I can I literally get better with my phone? I'm not sure that I can. I think I might need to to give myself a timeout. Seriously, like I think I need a timeout, like maybe like a week timeout with no phone. But I can't do that in this day and age. I don't have a home phone, and you know, if my agent wants to get a hold of me, I've got to I've got to check it. So, and as soon as you check it, man, I'll tell you what. If you're anything like me, I go to check an email and <laughs> and I'm on Twitter or I'm checking the surf report or I'm you know on Amazon looking at headphones. Right? So distracted. Come on, you know you're the same. You go on your phone to check an email, and before you know it, you've booked Sandals Swingers Resort in Bora Bora, and now you've got another couple staying in your room. It's okay. Nobody's judging. It's just that you get distracted easily. We know. So I'd love to hear from you. What is your crack? Maybe you don't necessarily have a a crack. (laughs) Sorry about that. But maybe you don't. Maybe you don't have an addiction uh, at all. Maybe you're just a really well-balanced person. And to that, I say, wow, you must be boring. No, I'm kidding. But, you know, maybe you don't, but maybe your partner or your, your lover or, you know, your maybe your side piece does. And that's okay. Let's call them out. Hit me up at bookchris at gmail.com. Love to hear your comments. Uh, if they're positive, that's good. And if they're, you know, positive, that's good too. Be good to yourself. Kindness is the new gangster. Thanks for listening to the Chris Cast. Aloha. Aloha.